Hi, and welcome to the Self-Rejuvenating Body. This is Dr. Harlan Mateg. My podcast is about getting our bodies to rejuvenate themselves. It's not pie in the sky, but it's also not listening to, well, you've got to put up with it, or you're getting old, or, well, there's nothing you can do. More often than not, there's a lot you can do to get healthier, to feel better, and to live longer. And that's what this podcast is about. I hope you will join me. Hi, and welcome to Self-Rejuvenating Bodies. This is Dr. Harlan Mateg. In today's episode, I want to talk about a popular subject, and that is coffee. And I have before me here a book entitled Coffee, the Magical Elixir, Facts That Will Astound and Perk You Up. And it's written by Dr. Sanjeev Chopra, MD. And Dr. Chopra is the was the dean of Harvard Medical School. He's also the brother of well-known author Deepak Chopra. Dr. Chopra is a renowned liver specialist. And over the years, he started to come across research that showed health benefits of coffee, initially for the liver, but then for other parts of the body. And one thing led to another, and eventually he wrote this book because he wants to end the confusion about coffee and encourage people to drink coffee in healthy amounts because it is very, very health giving. Before I get started with the serious information here, I'd like to read a couple quotes that are, some of them are humorous. This is by author Albert Camus. Quote, should I kill myself or have a cup of coffee? Hi, this is Dr. Mateg. Just a quick reminder that the Self-Rejuvenating Body podcast is published every Wednesday a 15 to 20 minute episode once a week. You can subscribe on any podcast platform on the planet, or you can visit selfrejuvenatingbody.com to access the resources mentioned in different podcasts. And here's another by T.S. Eliot. I have measured out my life with coffee spoons. And this one is anonymous. My coffee machine is the most beautiful person in the world to me. And one last one. This is anonymous. Seven days without coffee makes one week. W-E-A-K. Okay, so a little bit about the history of coffee, things that I wasn't aware of. There is a historic legend that coffee was first discovered in Ethiopia. And this goes back to the ninth century where there was a small village called Kaffa, and in that village was a goat herder by the name of Kaldi. And Kaldi would take his goats out to pasture, and he noticed that when they went to one pasture, that the goats became very animated and frisky. And upon investigating, he noticed that they were eating these small berries from a shrub. This prompted Kaldi to gather some of the berries and put them into hot water, and he made a drink, which he enjoyed. 
There was a monastery nearby, and in the evenings, when Kaldi was sitting drinking his coffee, there was a monk who always walked by on his way to and from the monastery. The monk saw Kaldi drinking this drink and scolded him, saying that it was from the devil's fruit. But Kaldi ignored him, and after a while, the monk couldn't help himself, and he asked to taste the drink. And he, too, really enjoyed this drink of coffee. He told coffee that it helped him to stay up late for his late-night prayers. So that's a legend, probably fanciful, but going all the way back to the ninth century. There is historic record of coffee houses in the Muslim world in the 14th and 15th centuries, so in the 13 and 1400s. And these coffee houses were called, quote, schools of the wise. The coffee houses were known as information centers. These were places where people could go and enjoy a stimulating beverage and enjoy conversation or listen to music, watch performances, play chess, or stay updated on the news. Coffee remained in Europe until the early 1700s, and in 1723, a naval officer from France took a coffee plant, a seedling, onto a ship that was bound to Martinique in the Caribbean. The story that is related by Dr. Chopra is that it was a horrific trip. There was horrendous weather. There was a saboteur who tried to kill the coffee seedling, and they were attacked at least once by pirates. But nevertheless, they made it to Martin Martinique, or the coffee seedling did, and it was planted, and that 50 years later, there were 18 million coffee trees in Martinique. And during this 50-year period, Martinique became the most important coffee producer in the world, and it produced uh, stock, meaning plants, for the rest of the Caribbean, Central and South America. So that one seedling we can thank today. <laughs> I won't go into any more of the history of coffee except to say that today, coffee producers in the world, the largest is Brazil, then Vietnam, Colombia, Indonesia, Ethiopia, Honduras, India, Uganda, Peru, Mexico, Guatemala, Nicaragua, China, Malaysia, and lastly, Cote d'Ivoire, which is used to be known as the Ivory Coast in West Africa. Now, before launching on all of the benefits of coffee, I'm going to just mention a couple side effects that can happen in certain people. Lots of caffeine can induce anxiety or a mild tremor, and it can also cause insomnia. The remedy for insomnia is to not drink any caffeinated coffee or other beverage after about 3 p.m. in the afternoon. Coffee can also aggravate heartburn. There is a, it's not the, the caffeine, there is a peptide, a small protein in roasted coffee that stimulates the cells in the stomach to release acid in the stomach. And so if someone has gastroesophageal reflux, then that can aggravate that. 
Caffeine can also raise blood pressure. A couple cups of coffee can raise blood pressure about four to six millimeters of mercury, but this effect is transient. So as people develop a tolerance for coffee, this the impact of the caffeine on blood pressure drops. Just to mention back to the history, over the last 30 to 40 years, even in medicine, there has been back and forth with coffee, where research in the 50s and 60s seemed to say that coffee was not good for you. And in the last 10, 15, 20 years, there's been a lot of research on coffee and all of these health benefits have been clarified. So what are the health benefits? Well, Dr. Chopra is a liver specialist and he talks initially about the benefit of coffee to the liver. Dr. Chopra's initial interest in coffee was when he saw a study about 20 years ago that showed that liver enzymes seemed to drop or were lower for people who drank coffee. Now, these liver enzymes are a marker of liver damage, so you want them to be low. And sure enough, they were always low in coffee drinkers. Researchers have found that coffee drinkers have less scarring or sclerosis in the liver. Scarring of the liver prevents the liver from operating effectively, from effectively detoxifying. One of the biggest liver problems today is non-alcoholic fatty liver disease, which is associated with metabolic res with insulin resistance and obesity. And non-alcoholic fatty liver disease can lead to cirrhosis of the liver, which damages the liver. Researchers have consistently found that drinking coffee reduces scarring to the liver, whether from non-alcoholic fatty liver disease or hepatitis C. Coffee has been found to be protective against alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver as well. They found that two cups per day reduced alcoholic cirrhosis of the liver by 40% and four cups a day reduced incidence by 80%. A study published in 2013 reported on the incidence of primary liver cancer and found that drinking two cups of regular coffee a day reduced the incidence by 40% and three cups also by 50%. When you go to the doctor these days, one blood marker that is tested regularly is called C-reactive protein. C-reactive protein is a protein that's produced in the liver and released into the bloodstream, and it's a reflection of inflammation in the blood vessels. If levels of C-reactive protein are high, it increases your risk for a cardiovascular event or for a stroke. So you want your CRP, C-reactive protein, to be as low as possible. It has been found that coffee drinkers typically have a lower level of C-reactive protein in their blood. As I glance through the remaining chapters here, I see references to coffee lowering the risk of developing type 2 diabetes. Also, coffee lowering the risk of seven different common cancers, coffee lowering the risk of developing neurodegenerative disorders and stroke.
coffee being associated with longer life and actually a number of other health benefits. But I'm at the end of my time here, so I'm going to use the next podcast to continue on the health benefits of coffee. Thanks for your attention today. Every once in a while, I'll send out a newsletter with a preview of upcoming podcasts and more important, with links to resources I mention in the podcast. To subscribe to this special newsletter, go to selfrejuvenatingbody.com. That's selfrejuvenatingbody.com.